What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Tana Talks podcast. It is me, Montana, and I am joined today with a very special guest. Long time coming. Friend of the pod. Pastor of the pod. Uh, he wear, He's a man of many hats. We got Jamar he, Brown King. He is a husband. He's a pastor. He's a realtor. He's a friend. Newest addition. He's Wonder's dad. Mm. How's that? How's that been being a dad, Jamar? And being welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for, thank you for having me. Um, thank you so much for, for this. Um, no, yeah. Being a dad. Um, wow. I mean, like there's, there's nothing to prepare you like to, to what you're about to step into. And so, um, it's been fun. It's been exciting. Um, tiring, tiring. <laughs> it's I a bet. new, it's a new thing. You know what I'm saying? You have this, this, uh, this human being that's like relying on you and just precious. And so it's been fun. It's been exciting, but at the same time, um, it's, it's definitely pushing and challenging me and Kenzie. And so it's been really, but, but good things though. It's good. Good things. things. Good things. Good things. Yeah. But it doesn't make it less hard. So right. congrats yeah. though. She's beautiful. Precious gem, angel, baby girl. We could talk about her for an hour yes. if you wanted to, yes. <laughs> um, yes. but we won't. Um, she'll be here later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I like to start the podcast to get things a little spicy um, with a question and it, it's always weird. When's the last time you cried? <laughs> <laughs> wow. When's the last time I cried? Do you believe in crying yeah. as a man? Yeah. Because a lot of guys that come on here, they're like, oh, I don't cry. Really? Yeah. Mm, that should be a red flag. Red. Oh, you heard it red first. Flag. Red flag. Um, <laughs> that should be a red flag. Um, the, the, the one moment that comes into my mind, uh-huh. the moment you said that, was when Kinsey was giving birth. Okay. That was the last, like the last time I cried. Cried. Well, that was a while ago, so you're you're due for a new one. Yeah, but I mean, like you know, it was it was such a you know it was such like a a beautiful moment, and you got to see how like how strong she was and how beautiful that moment is, and then you get to see her, and then you get to see your child, and it's just like it's just a special a special a special moment. So that was like now. I'm different, so like I could watch a movie and it could be a very sweet moment, and I'll be like, you know. Oh, really? <laughs> you really are sensitive, but that's a good thing. When the babies are born, that's a really weird thing. I was in the room with my brother and his wife, like I was the only person in there, yeah. and watched. I watched it happen, and I had tears coming down my eyes, and yeah. I didn't even know. And they're like, "You're crying," and I'm like, "I didn't even know I was crying because it's literally like such a beautiful." light like it's literally life it's so crazy yeah it's literally life right in front of your eyes right in front of your eyes so do you think it's okay for men to cry yeah i think it's okay and because a lot of them don't they they come on here and they they don't they don't cry i think um being in touch with just kind of like like what's happening in your soul and, Mm -hmm. and 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 being in touch with your emotional side is good i think it's good and if you're not if you're not crying, um, you should look into that because you got to have moments and it's there for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's there for a reason. When I came back to church after I had broke my knee in that car accident, you cried when you, when you saw me, you're like, I don't even know why I'm crying. I'm like, yeah. that was so like your sweet heart. And that's what we're going to get into in this story. Okay. So I had met Kenzie. Yeah. Right. When she met you, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and we like hit it off instantly at this church. We were both like greeting people and welcoming them. And she's like, I met a guy and I'm about to move to LA. And she, yeah. she met you, she married you, she left and she's like, but don't worry, I'm coming back. Yeah. And I was like, I always held out hope for that. So that's when I like became friends with Rhonda and all this, like to keep in touch. And so basically I, she came back for the wedding and then moved that y'all moved there for a little bit. And I didn't get to come to the wedding cause I was in another car. Where We broke a cycle, but I was, I didn't get to come to the wedding and I was so bummed that I didn't get to meet you. And then we're like two weeks into the pandemic or three weeks in the pandemic. And Kenzie had invited me to go to this mosaic Bible study online, this virtual one. And I really hit it off with all the girls. And then she was like, you got to meet Jamar. So y'all had a three way call and over the phone, I'm like talking to you. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is like, I love this man. Let's, let's do mosaic. <laughs> and y'all. And so y'all were coming back. You're moving from LA to here yeah. in the middle of a pandemic. This is all about everyone's story. So I think y'all's story, your story is super crazy. You want to get into that? Like what led you guys coming to Atlanta in the middle of a panty? Like what, what, like y'all moved up your whole life? Like yeah. what made you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, panty. I like that. Got it on Twitter. I can't <laughs> okay. keep that. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'll try to keep this short and simple. Um, I never thought that I would ever move outside of LA. Like, ever. I've been in L.A. for, like, 15, 16 years. Very L.A. Very L.A. I mean, <laughs> and I was like, hey, this is where I'm at. I was very plugged into my church, Mosaic, in L.A. That was my home. That was my tribe. Those were my people. Mm-hmm. And I met Kenzie, and she's from Atlanta. And, and even when we were dating, I was like, hey, um, you've got to move here because I've got a job. I'm, I'm on – I've got health insurance. Like, I've got – like, I am – I can't just pick up my life yeah. and move. And um, and so she moved out here, and we got married in Atlanta, came back out here. And I never, again, had no intentions of moving out here. Yeah. And then for some reason, I don't know what it was, but, like, Atlanta, I was, like, fall, I was like falling in love with Atlanta, like the, like the future of Atlanta. Mm. And I was just kind of like, all right, this was constantly on my, ha- on my heart and on my head. And I was like, all right, God, if this is something, then – have Kinsey bring it up. Have her bring something up about like Atlanta. So mm-hmm. like a week goes by and she goes, hey, would you ever think about moving to Atlanta? And I was like, that's so funny that you said that because I've been having this like desire. And so we were like, okay, cool, then let's just pray about this. So we kept it to ourselves. Mm-hmm. We didn't tell anybody. We didn't go and like start asking tons of people. We were like, all right, God, if this is something that you want us to do, like just like talk to us. Mm-hmm. So we prayed for ourselves. We just kept it to ourselves. And then her uh, cousin, uh, Michaela, which you know, and she reached out to Kenzie and she was just kind of like, hey, I had a dream about you guys. And we were like, okay, what is it? And she was like, hey, I had a dream. Jamar was handing out flyers. His back was turned towards me and he was handing out flyers. And I was trying to get his attention, trying to get his attention. He wouldn't turn around. And then I heard a voice call my name and I turned around and there was a billboard that said Mosaic Atlanta coming soon. And I was like, what the I, heck? I've heard this story before, but I'm getting chills again. I always <laughs> like... get chills. And I was like, Kenzie, did you say something? And she was yeah. like, no, yeah. I, I didn't say anything. And I was like, okay, something's here. So we just started praying, and I can't tell you. There, From there, we moved, we came to Atlanta for 
my wife, she has this event with her family. Mm-hmm. And this guy comes up to me, and um, I barely know him, but he said, hey, um, and this is a little while we're, we're praying about this. He goes, yeah. hey, I just want to let you know, I think you and Kenzie are not done with Atlanta. And I'm like, like, what is going on? Like, I never really had, like, those, like, like supernatural stories when yeah. it comes to church. Like, yeah. I've always, I don't have them. But this was the first time where I was like, okay, this is getting weird. We're yeah. not, we're not asking people. People are coming to us mm. and, like, validating something that God has told us. And so we went back to L.A. and people were like, you should start a mosaic in Atlanta. You should start a mosaic in Atlanta. Mm. And we're just kind of like, what the heck? So then... After that, talk to the boss. The boss was like, if you're going to do it, let's go. And so we were like, all right, we're going to do it. And then COVID happened. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then we were like, hey, let's just go. We're ready to go. So we came out here in April, so right at the peak of Corona, and we just started online. And yeah. I remember Kenzie was like, I don't know if we're, we're going to go to the airport. I don't even know if we're going to be able to leave. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't even know. And I yeah. was like, you're going to be fine. Uh, you're going to be fine. Uh so you guys had all the, you had all these big plans when you first came. Like you were like, we're gonna do this, and like oh, there yeah. was an album coming out. We were gonna do a huge thing, and then the the pandemic happened, and that was like, <laughs> it's kind of hard to start a church when no even regular churches aren't having church. So, and it was like I was so on fire. I was like, yeah, I left the church I was at. I was like, I we're gonna, I'm all in on this Zoom call. And so how was I, I've always wondered, like, as the person that came over here with the vision and as the person that's leading this, how has it been to keep that momentum and that keep that vision going with the pandemic happening with all the quote unquote obstacles that have come um, our way and because literally it was a zoom call with like six people and now it's beautiful to see what's happened but how has it been to like keep that mindset because you are like one of a very like strong minded person I feel like you're always like happy always like uh, there's just like a peace Mm -hmm. and so like how how have you been able to navigate all the like circumstances and obstacles I mean um let's just listen <laughs> it's not easy yeah you know what i'm saying yeah like to be open like there's moments when you know i'm like okay am i supposed to be doing this <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah um that's real like okay we, we had this we had this vision we had this thing you you know we had all this stuff and then we came out here and all of a sudden it was just kind of like cool we can't even the whole point of like community and church is to meet up, but we have this pandemic that's literally like not allowing us to meet Mm up. And I would just say, if you're going to start a church, don't do it in a pandemic. (laughs) Um, You know, but it's one thing uh, we've learned so much, you know, doing through it. But um, I would say the thing is just like one, it's just your, you have to be focused on like your vision, but like people. Like, mm-hmm. people is the reason why we do it. So that no matter what obstacles, no matter what challenges we have, the end goal is always people. It's people, people, people. So mm-hmm. whenever I have moments where it's tough or moments when it gets downright difficult, and okay, cool, what are you here for? I'm here to help people. I'm here to serve people. 
And it shouldn't matter if it's a pandemic. It shouldn't matter if we have 500 people. It shouldn't matter if we have two people, you know? Like, I feel like God has called us to be able to serve Atlanta and serve the people of Atlanta. And and so it's a combination of vision, but then also just having a love for people, you know? Where do you think that love for people comes from? Because it's sometimes hard to love people. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, you know what? For For me, it really did come from like mosaic okay like for me mm-hmm. like i i think so i'm an introvert mm-hmm. i don't yeah i'm an introvert so um, are you sure 100 percent. you're very extroverted all the time so <laughs> so when i came to mosaic mm-hmm. i was very much kind of like it's all about me oh okay it's all about me heard it's all about me heard and um and so I would go and go, cool, what can I get? I'm going to come in. I'm gonna, I used to um, come late, and I would leave early. Mm. And I used to just check in. Cool, God, I, I did the thing. Mm. And then there was a shift where I was like, okay, it was no longer about just me and God. Now it was about me and people and God. And that's when my shift for people began to change mm. because – if it was only about me, my world was too small. But yeah. the moment that I began to serve other people, my world expanded. And so now I was like, okay, cool. This is all about people. And then I had a friend of mine that came to church and her life changed. She, she said, thank you so much for bringing color to my life. And wow. it was a moment where like, another moment where I like, emotional. She was, I met her when she came for the first time. She had her arms crossed in the back of church. Mm-hmm. And then over the weeks, she was sitting with us with her arms down, mouthing the words of worship. Okay. And then I I saw that, and I left into our little site lobby, and I cried because I was like, if I can do that, if I can help bring color to people's life, then it's so worth it. It's so worth it. And so to to where did it where did where did it come from? It came from it came from church. It came from Jesus. Like it came from all of that. That's where I kind of fell in love with like serving and serving people. And see, you kind of see people differently because yeah. we're, we've are we all been hurt. And and I think that that's what keeps a lot of people away from community and people is because yeah. of the hurt that's come from the past. But you said, you've said this a couple of times about like the future of Atlanta, the future of Atlanta and the, fu- and, and, and most of the audiences in Atlanta. So, yeah. Um, yeah. What really sticks out to me is I literally grew up in this church that I was with and then I heard you and Kinsey talking on the phone and it it sparked something in me and was like, I want to be a part of this. I want to be a part of this future. So what do you, what do you mean when you say that you, you see the future of Atlanta, you see it different, something different. What does that mean? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's a combination of different things, but the, the, the main ingredient is people so like the future of atlanta like i have a vision but like it's going to be pale in comparison and what like the people that come together for mosaic atlanta mm-hmm. is is going to create and so the future of atlanta is going to be something where a, a place where people can come together who believe in god who don't believe in god who are just trying to figure out this thing called life and just kind of like hey i want to just come and figure out what is this all about. I can't tell you how many people, especially in LA, where people who come from all over, is it Catholic, atheist, you know, it, it didn't matter, Scientology, 
um, Buddhism, like they came because there was a community where it was a, um, it was a belong first. Then believe. Yeah. Just, just belong. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Um, whether you believe in God, you don't believe in God, um, you were never designed to do this life alone. And so we're just like, hey, just be here. We have enough faith for you. Yeah. And if the one day you do believe, fantastic. We're here for you. But it doesn't mean that we doesn't mean that we still can't do life together. Doesn't mean that we still can't love on you. Doesn't mean we still can't be there for you. So yeah. I think for me, just kind of like um, you know, the future of, of Atlanta is just a place where people can come together. And I know that a lot of people here in the South, and I'm I'm still learning. I'm still learning. <laughs> is it culture shock? It's a little bit different. <laughs> it's a little bit different. And, um, and just knowing that people have, you know, they've got their parents' faith, they've grown, as opposed to LA where everybody's open to everything. Yeah. Here people are like, nope, this is, this is my, this is my, this is my parents' faith. I go to this church because this is the church that my parents went to, their parents went to. And the shift is kind of like, Hey, are you, are you, are you coming to church because it's your, it's your parents' church? Yeah. Or are you coming to like, to serve? That's are you real. coming to serve? your city to serve your community. So it's um the future of Atlanta is 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 waiting to be created, but it's gonna be created by the people who come. Wow Jamar. That's just that's deep. Yeah. That's deep. That's I love that about mosaic and the fact that you can just belong because there was like an incident, my first um, bad incident where I was on that Zoom call and I thought I was muted and I said a bad word. And I jumped off the call because I was like, oh, my God, these people are going to hate me and judge me. And then I literally had, like, everyone text me, like, come back. Everyone was like, you're fine. And that was one of the moments I was like, wow. Like, I had so much shame from all these, like, the religion of, like, oh, you don't. But it was also, I was accepted. And it was like, you you said a word. It's okay. Come back to the call. <laughs> yeah. And that you don't understand, like growing up in a in a place like this, like yeah. that's not. No, you gotta you put on a face. Yeah. And then you. So that's what I love that you can genuinely just be yourself around these. And like the, I think what I have loved about starting in the pandemic, even though it's like not the dream, is the foundation of people that we have. I feel like it can make that future happen yeah. because it's like the most, like, you know. Yeah. So you not only um, moved in a pandemic and tried to start a church in a pandemic, you also started a new business. Mm -hmm. So you're now doing real estate. Yeah. Do you know the city? <laughs> <laughs> is this how you're learning the city? Like, how has that been? Yeah. Like, you really just went off for it. You're like, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to get a new life, new baby, new job, new everything. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> New Are you new, tired? New city, new friends, new church, new job, yeah, new baby, you know, newly married. Like yeah. this whole season was a season of new. <laughs> um yeah, so I'm in real estate and it's like, you know, um you learn the city, you know, piece by piece, you know? <laughs> and you know, I can't tell you how many times people have talked about like, yeah, yeah, I want to, you know, the West End. I'm like, yeah, yeah, the West End, yeah, West End. <laughs> I have no idea where the West End is. I'm on there Googling everything. <laughs> I'm, you know, but um, it's great though because one of the best ways, if you ever want to know the city of a state, 
be a become become a real estate agent. Yeah. Because you're gonna figure it out eventually. Do you know what I'm saying? When yeah. people begin to look and look for a home or look for a place to live, you know, you get to find out the city. So actually, um, it has been one of the fastest ways of me getting to know the city of Atlanta yeah. by being a real estate agent. So um, I don't know it all, but I'm learning a lot. And then you'd be surprised how I know a lot more than most people who actually live, live here. here? You know more city. than me. I don't even know where I live right now. Yeah. I don't even know the area. Yeah, I just know that you're, I think you're in the Sandy Springs. Yes, I technically am. So you said... Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to, <laughs> I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to yeah, put you, you on blast. My bad. You want to give the apartment number? My bad. <laughs> Not like I already have psychos after me. Anyway, um, but what made you want to get started doing that? Like you, you just needed a job? <laughs> Hey. I don't know what kind of question that was. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. Um, yeah, I mean, so it was kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like both. What, you just needed a job? I needed, I needed to work. I needed to work. Yeah. And um, I've always been fascinated with houses, and Kinsey was just kind of like, you should look into becoming a real estate agent. And it was great because you can set your own hours, and you can, you know, you're on your, you are your own boss. And, and so I was kind of cool. I'll do this. And it'd be great. I get to get to know the city at the same time, you know, make some money on the side. I appreciate your real. I don't follow any of my, I have real estate friends. I don't follow them, but I follow yours because you try to do the joke. He tries to do the jokes, the real estate jokes. Those are funny. I the, just the real estate jokes are yeah. really funny. I they try, get me. I try not to do all about real estate. Sometimes yeah. it can just get boring, boring after a while. It's like, okay, I get it. You're trying to sell me something. But I'm like, hey, I'm going to tell you something. Hopefully it's something inspirational. Yeah. I'll tell you a little bit about the business because that's the whole point of it. Mm -hmm. But then hopefully we could have something funny and laugh. So what's the what's your Instagram for the real estate? Because it's funny on all the it's funny. Yeah, Kingston Gray Realty. Where did that come from? Kidsy. Wow, she's good with the names. She's really she's good. She's really names. good with the names. She's really. Good I should with have names. conferred with her before. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you, I this question came from when you said you started all this new stuff in this new season. How do you handle, because your whole life was in L.A., and yeah. I'm sure you miss it. So how do you deal with the new and the balancing that and staying in touch and all that? So it's um, it's tough. I mean, I'm, what, 37? Yeah. And so in my late 30s. And so being in L.A. for so long, you've already have so many of your good friends and friends that you poured into and you sacrifice for, you you know, you've, you've done so much life. And then to pack up and leave and then – you're starting anew, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And not only that, I'm in a different chapter so in my life, so it's like, okay, cool, not only am I married, but now I have a child. So like, I couldn't do the same things that I used to do when I was in LA, when I was single or engaged. Yeah. It's been it's been challenging and new, but like how I've been navigating it is just by like creating a, something new, creating a new. And I can't hold tight to what was LA and all the friends, and even though I still, I, I still comment, you know, on Instagram and call and check yeah. up and face call. Actually, one of my friends just, you know, call while over here. And I make sure that I reach out to them. But at the same time, I'm also excited in creating new friendships and new families and new opportunities here in this city. And so it's a combination of, like, making sure I don't forget the friends that I have at the same time. Um, making sure that I'm also being active in finding friends here in Atlanta. 
I think a lot of people have um, become antisocial with the pandemic. And so how mm-hmm. do you, you said you have to be active because it is like you have to put in work yes. to be a friend. That's what you're so good about the like friendship and relationships. So like to be a friend, to get it, to have a friend, you have to be a friend. Yes. And so what, 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 what would you say to people that are like feeling isolated and like, don't really know how to put themselves out there after the pandemic. They might be scared, you know, everything. Yeah. What would you, what would you say about that? I would say, um, you know, it's your fear will establish the limitations of your life. Mm. And so if you are always fearful of meeting others or fearful because of what's going on, it's going to set the limitations of your life. And so at some point you're, you're, you're going to have to push past those boundaries and push past those fears. And if you're wanting to look for a friend or find a friend, you got to be a friend. Like Pastor Owen actually just had this, this talk last Sunday about like, who are you taking with? Like who, who are you grabbing and you're not letting go? Who's the person that can rely on you when it's 4 a.m. in the morning and they can call you? Like you've got to be that person first. And I think so many times, especially now, we want people to be committed to us, be yeah. committed to me. Be committed to what I'm doing. And I want you to turn that question around and go, hey, who are you being committed to? Who are you being devoted to? Who's a person that you're serving? Because I guarantee you when that moment comes, when we all have like our low moments, it's those people that you're pouring into, they're gonna be coming back to you and going, hey, I got you, I'm here for you. And so you've got to put yourself out there I am a huge introvert. That's like that's my thing. But when it comes to like even this moment, you know, this isn't that difficult because it's me and you. Yeah. But when it comes to like bigger moments, like bigger spaces, more people, me being an introvert, I go, okay, cool. Then I know I need at least a couple of hours to myself. Yes. I am going to charge my batteries. And then whenever it's like a Sunday or we go to do Friendsgiving that's coming up, yeah. I know I'm going to spend. I'm going to give. I'm not going to go into that space. Um, I'm going to make sure that I add value to that space. I'm going to make sure that I find one person and get to know them and make them feel loved. I'm going to make sure that they feel comfortable. Um, And so that way I'm always not someone just being a piece of furniture. There's enough furniture in the room. Be someone who's adding value to each room that you step into. Mm, How can people add value to the rooms that they step into? Be (laughs) interested. And be interesting, but be interesting. <laughs> be interested. Don't be a loser. Don't, don't be a loser. <laughs> be, interested. be interested. Yeah. Like, hey, like, get to know them. Like, have like four or five questions in your back pocket. You don't have to be everybody's best friend. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes people think that I had they have to be. Yeah. But no, just just get to know them. Here, take this. I use I use it for real estate. It's called Ford. F O R D. Oh. Ask them about their family. Okay. Occupation. Okay. Relationship. And dreams. I you should have told me that before. I feel like it's so easy. <laughs> and then after that, if you feel like the conversation has come to a close, all right, cool. It's so nice meeting you. Yeah. And then you're on to the next. Wow. I think sometimes too, when your battery is like empty and you're like you've been doing a lot, or you yep. are introverted, you don't even notice people, or mm-hmm. you don't even. You're just like, Ugh. but then when you are when you're on the look for people, you can notice and act, do the interest interested part yeah i think you got to make sure that you know okay cool i'm stepping into a party i'm stepping to a scene with a lot more people i'm going to make sure that i have time for myself and if you're not a social butterfly that's okay just find one person just find one person and go deep with them wow wow jamar that's good that's a good hold on let me look at my notes see what yeah. else i got f-o-r-d 
(laughs) (laughs) I do feel like there is such a piece about you. Mm. Like genuinely, like, and we've had some conversations. Mm. So, you know, like, I feel like you're like, you're, you're the resident pastor here at Tana Talks. And and so I do consider you like my pastor. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, there's a kid up there (laughs) running around, maybe not okay. But where does this peace come from? You know, like you are a very peaceful person. Like when I think of peace, I like, like, like kumbaya. Um, I mean, this is like your cliche answer, but it's, it's really is just my relationship with Jesus. Like that's. Why did you take it all quiet? <laughs> I, I, I just, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I think that's made the peaceful side of me. <laughs> um, but no, it's just, that's, it's, it's my relationship with Jesus. Okay. You know, it's, it's making sure that like, like this morning I was driving and I was listening to worship and I was kind of like, Hey, like, you know, that was my, like me and my time with me and God. And like, mm-hmm. It really does. Like, I want to be a person of peace. You, I feel. I like want you, to be a person are. that, no matter where I go, at least there's there's a sense of peace. You know, it, it, but it it only happens if you're intentional, and I'm intentional with the time that I have. You know, with God and with my family and everything else. But it's just like, you know, you got to make time for it, and then understanding the things you can't control and things you can't control. So. Yeah. No, that's a, I mean, that's a real answer. That's a good answer. I think you are a very, if you try to be that kind of person, you are because it, it, it comes, it seeps through you and through the room. So to wrap this up, this has been great. I am so thankful that you came. Like, I'm very grateful for this talk. Um, I think it's going to help a lot of people. What we'll, we'll end with the D, the dreams, the F O R D. Uh, what are your dreams coming? We're coming up on a new year. We've been meeting in person, so I, I can see where you have some dreams for that. But what are what are the dreams you have, you know, going forward? And what do you, where do you see for your future and the future of um, Atlanta and everything? Yeah. Like, what are your dreams? I think for me personally, um, just to continue to be, a, you know, a husband and father to Kenzie and wonder – um, just so to continue precious. to be just like a support for them, you know, and that our relationship grows and I'm excited to see the future of wonder and just like her personality and just kind of like how, who she becomes. And then as far as mosaic, um, dreams is that we continue to grow and that we continue to have people who aspire to want to be leaders and want to bring change to, um, the city and who want to bring um, faith, hope, and love to the city of Atlanta. And that mosaic grows from being a mosaic house to being a mosaic campus, you know, Um, that would be great. Um, And then business wise for, for me to, to, uh, to, to be successful and make some money in real estate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, and we have some other business adventures too. And so Kinsey has her, her, her company, Navy Wilder. So you guys go check that out. NavyWilder.com. Yes. NavyWilder.com. And, um, make sure I get Wilder. Wilder. NavyWilder.com. N-A-V-Y-W-I-L-D-E-R. Yes. Dot C-O-M. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, go support. She's got some great clothes. Great clothes. Like, really I have great. them in the closet. She's so great. good. She's so good. So we got some other things coming ahead, but those would be. Those are the big ones. You know what I love about Mosaic? And I don't even know if we talked about it, but even like when I started listening to Pastor Irwin and like hearing him talk and like the crazy things he says, yeah. like I love that. And yeah. like these like out, like 
thoughts that I've thought before, yeah. but was like shamed for thinking them. And yeah. the fact that everyone, like you said, like atheists, agnostic, uh, boot, like everyone's allowed to like come, <laughs> they're allowed to come no matter what. But the fact that he speaks about that in his messages about how people literally start as atheists and then no, yeah, their whole life has changed. And it's crazy because I, I just, I really feel like this is a space where people can belong and, they don't have to we're not trying to convert people we're just trying to have community and that's what i think is so beautiful and i think you guys are amazing community builders and i'm grateful to be a part kingston gray realty what's your other accounts and everyone will follow you oh i mean kingston gray realty is for the real estate if because you're looking for to buy sell come watch your boy i got you they got i think they they will yeah, and then, you're the only realtor we've ever had. So really? okay, I mean, cool. And it, even if you have questions, it doesn't have to be about like <laughs> I have to buy right now. Even like, hey, what is down payment? If I want to in a that? year, what do to, I need to exactly. do? I got you. And I'm not the kind of person that's gonna sell you. Like I'm here for like educational purposes too. Yeah, has it made you like a a, a guru, like a finance? You know a lot more about finance um, now. I have uh, staples. So like understanding like you know. How much do you need down for a first-time home buyer? FHA loans. If you want to do investment properties, twenty percent. You know, if you want to do first-time buyer, three and a half, three percent. Like I know, like basic, you know, stuff. But for the most part, I've got teams. I got people that I can send you to who have information. So that's that's a possibility. Well, when I buy a house, I'm buying it from Jamar. So y'all yeah, should too. I got you. And then the other one is Jamar Brown King, which is just my normal. You'll get to see Wonder. It's and Wonder's the, fan page. If you do, hey, if you're gonna follow me, <laughs> follow because you're gonna see her. If anything, don't worry about me, but follow because she's amazing. The most beautiful baby I've ever seen in my life. Like, yeah. get that baby some modeling. Get yeah. that baby modeling. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Jamar. This was Thank great. You. Thank no, you. No, you're oh, great. God, you're amazing. This oh, is God. so good. <laughs> I love this, and this is so great. And yeah, you had some really great questions, and I just want to say, like, hey, like, you keep going. And you are, you're, you're funny and you work hard, I can tell. And I just want to say like, you know, Kenzie and I, like we love you and we're here for you and we're here to support you. And um, cry. no, but I'm just, I'm serious. Like you got something here and um, I love the questions. You came like prepared and I love that. And so I just want to say, hey, keep going. We got you and we love you. Oh I'll cry. They say you got to prepare for the, you, you got to act like the job you want, not the job yeah. you have, you know? So yeah. I, I'm Joe Rogan. Um, <laughs> female, female, yeah. female Joe Rogan. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs> Love you, mean it.